Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello you're about to listen to this week's episode of sofa cinema club just before we get started this is your reminder to go and follow or subscribe to us wherever you are listening to this podcast all the support is greatly appreciated now it's time to enjoy this week's episode Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Martukas. Interesting. I thought you were going FBI all day long. FBI? FPI? What? What, is it FPI or FBI? FBI. I thought he'd go Alonso. Yeah, that's Alonso. what I thought no, you were going. I, it made me laugh, Martukas. He said Alonso too much. I liked it. Ben the Duke. Anyway, Ben the Duke. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we set a film for the others to watch, and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated about the film. The beauty of our film club is all you have to do to join in is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday. This week's film has been chosen by Jackie P for me, Ben, and all you guys at home to watch. And it is Midnight Run. But before we get into talking all things Midnight Run, as always, how's your week been? What have you been up to? And we're starting with a sombre note, boys. Oh, the lost cup final. Yeah. Okay, so how much on the Colson Huffermeter, how huffed were you? Being 10, you're not talking to anyone for the whole the rest of the night. Nine. I drove home on Saturday night. (laughs) Paint the picture. Now, it's not... Who was it against again? Sheffield Collegiate. And Sheriff Hutton thingy. Saw Sheriff Hutton off. They've been binned. So this is final of finals. Yes. This is the FA Cup, isn't it? Pretty much. Well, no, it's not. It's it's the Champions League, but it's the semi-final. The Champions League this weekend. You didn't even get into the final. So you won the FA Cup and the league? Yes. So basically this is North and South Yorkshire. This is Bradford League and then South Durham all playing each other in like a Champions League. Champions are champions. And you got to the semis. And we got battered, yeah. Did you get battered? We didn't get... No, to be fair, we didn't get battered. We massively underperformed. (laughs) You got battered. You got battered. You can put that any which way. We did, but... I massively underperformed against Federer. (laughs) Or I got battered. Uh, You got battered. So what was the score? Anyone score any runs? 
<laughs> we bowled them out for 160. Is that good? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it is. Jack, I don't think you. I don't think you've ever seen cricket. I know. I don't. I, I like just that. love it. The, the one day I took Jack to cricket, Ben, he just watched Steve. Said, <laughs> I know, said. but it's great. He just watched the same bloke bat all day, and he was well annoyed. <laughs> Some slogging. We, we lost by forty-seven runs. Is that a big margin? We weren't. We weren't. We weren't great, Ben. We, you weren't we, on your game. We'd, yeah, we weren't on his game. We probably deserved to lose the way we batted, which was quite underwhelming and disappointing. And were they nice in, in victory? We didn't really talk. Uh, Do you know what? They they were all right, but there was a few of them that were a bit like, Can, come on, lads. They were up for it. They were up for it. They were keen. Come on. It's the European semi-finals. What's going on? I know. I, what do you expect? It's a semi-final. Yeah, you're not mucking around there. Now that they've beat you, is it Sheffield that's beat you? Yep, Chef Collegiate. Okay, so they're in the final, yeah? Yep. Against Woodlands, our old rivals. Do you want Sheffield to win? No, I want Woodlands to win, which I never thought I'd ever say. So do you want Sheffield to win because they beat you? Not necessarily. I, even though it's been completely disproved, I would say that us and Woodlands are the two best sides in Yorkshire. Oh, even though, even though it's been disproved because we lost in the semi-finals. Sour grapes. sour grapes. It's it's this Saturday. I think Woodlands will win quite comfortably. Is what I'm saying. From what from what I saw on Saturday of Chef Collegiate, I know that Cass are a better side than them. But we played shite. Mm. Is it not better that Chef Collegiate win because they beat us? Yeah, and then you know that you, you got beaten by the champion. You could say that, but then we were shit, Jack. But yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough, I'm just not going to watch. Take that, uh, I'm not going to watch. What's it on, Sky Sports? Yeah, Sky Sports 1 Ultra okay. HD. Okay. And I think ESPN are covering it for the, oh, for right. the American viewers. <laughs> but yeah, so, but that, this, is, this is it, lads. This is the end of the cricket season chat. I've only got two trophies. Hey, it's hey. two more than me and Ben. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's been back on the old grindstone for me. I've been back back to the day job, back doing some work. And the work I did, lads, was Loose Women Live. Oh. Ah, yes, you did. How did it go down? It was good. So they don't tape it at all. You can't see it. It's a tour of Loose Women, is that right? Yeah, it's it's a theatre show. It's a bit like Soap Cinema Club Live. And someone dropped out. Someone dropped out, so I was booked on the Tuesday. So I was booked at... Qu- Can you say who's dropped out? Because the person who's dropped out is brilliant. I'm going to say it. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to. <laughs> ben. Elton John. If you can't get a certain somebody, you get Colson Smith, yeah? And that certain somebody is Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. oh, wow. Isn't that good? What happened to not get Biggins? I don't know. So they came for Biggins and they got Craig Tinker. <laughs> I love that chat. Biggins is gone. Get me Colson. <laughs> yeah. Who have we got? Who have we got? Who's from Manchester? The show's going to be shit without Colson. <laughs> Let's go. Colson Biggins. So you were straight there. I got to pick my um, walk-on song, my entrance song, as like part of the show. What song did I go for? Um, Dancing Queen. No, I went. I thought it's Manchester. I need people to. I need to get people on side. I've got the Corrie connection. It's Manchester, so I went for whoop whoop. It's the sound of the police. Whoop whoop. 
It's a sound of the police. Walked out. They loved it. Did they? Yeah. Tinker. Brilliant. And the, the, the worst thing was, so I watched the first half from the side of stage, just sat at the Ooh. side of stage and watched it. Who's on? Who was on? Who were the loose women? Denise. Yep. Christine. Yep. Frankie Bridge. Yep. And Nadia. Yep. Yep. Denise collared me and said, I know you like the 1975. I've seen the clip on your podcast Instagram. Why didn't Jack tell you that him and Matty worked together on the live episode? And I was like, I don't know, he didn't. And I texted you straight away, didn't I? And you said you didn't, you didn't want to jump on the bandwagon. I didn't want to. I didn't want to sound yeah. like a bit of a geg and be like, eh. "What live? The fortieth? The fortieth? Me and him had to like kick a football about. Oh, I remember you. Yeah. And he obviously came into it because his mum was Denise Welsh, yeah. and Denise Welsh was obviously in the show. Yeah. Who did she play? Natalie, and she had an affair with um, Kevin, didn't she? Or was it Des Kevin? Barnes? I think. Wasn't she going out with Des Barnes? She was going out with Des. Yeah, yeah. The, and she had an affair with Kevin, I think. Yeah. Anyhow, go on, what's the question? Well, we've forgotten, we fell asleep. Matty, he had to kick a football about with me in the live app. And I didn't mention it because I didn't want to sound geggy. Well, anyway, that was the panel. She brought it up. She, she, told, she told me and said, I thought Jack would have told you because you're mates. And I was like, we're not actually mates, we just put it on for the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the panel. And before the interval, Ben, they played Never Have I Ever. Mm. Hold on, that sounds very, very similar to Would You Rather. Yeah. Just bear in mind mm. that a certain precious ears of Jane Smith are in oh, your mom, the yes, audience. Of course. She's in the audience. She, she said, can you get me a ticket? I went, yeah, I can, mum, if you want to come. I can get you a ticket. Did your dad pop in? No, she went on her own. <laughs> oh, and they played Never Have I Ever, and one of the questions was, Never Have I Ever Had Alfresco Sex? And the audience had to put their hand up. And all my head's thinking is, where's Jane Smith's hand in Remind this situation? Me again. You put your hand up if you have, or if you haven't. I, I can't, it's a drinking thing? game, isn't it? I think, don't you drink if you have, and you don't drink if you haven't. So I'm assuming you put your hand up if you have. But obviously, I, luckily, right. I couldn't see the audience. Jane, but when I, hands up. They've got that pub in the garden. Screaming. She's straight down there. <laughs> pub in the garden. They've got the pub, pub in the garden. garden. They've got the pizza <laughs> oven. That, my friend, is our, is our fresco sex right there. I know you don't want to think of Anna Coulson. I know you don't. But let's all face it. There's a reason there's a pub and a full old kitchen in the garden. They're not walking around. They're not going to bed. Tonight's the night under the stars. Both hands up. I don't think she'd be even phased by that, you know. No, no, no. But then when I walk out for the second half, I think, how am I going to win the audience over? So I have to reference the fact that they've just played a game of Never Have I Ever and my mum's in the audience. And then everyone turns around and looks at it. She waves. Denise house-like straight away and went to the person next to her. Did she have her hands up? And I went, do not answer. (laughs) (laughs) Do not answer. Funny enough, Colson, back in, uh, when were you born? Well, I said, I did say, I went, that, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining. We had to be quick. <laughs> but yeah, good fun. Nice little experience. Where was it? What, what, what venue? It was at the Opera House. Oh yeah, good venue. I'd say, I think we'll stick to the Lowry for Sofa Cinema Club Live. But no, I was I was honoured to be Biggins' understudy. I was glad to get the call up. And I it was a very nice way to enjoy my Friday 
Although I did get two parking tickets because you know where Jack told us to park when we went to Hawksmoor, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parked there, came out, two parking tickets. Yeah, but you, My- must, have put, it, mm. you must have not bought a ticket. No, I did buy a ticket. What I didn't know is on a weekend, Friday and Saturday nights, it's suspended parking to discourage drink driving is what I asked them. It's to discourage drink driving. And I was like, I was at work. And they were like, well, after 8 p.m., any cars there get a ticket. Yeah, you're not. I don't care if you're doing loose women live. They don't want cars in the city centre. That's it. Oh, I am. Yeah, come on in. Uh, it's just up there. Costume. Thank you. Just whilst we're on, so we're on the old Zoom, we're not in studio, and Jack's in his dressing room, and Costume have just walked in, haven't they, Jack? To... Yes, they have. Can I have the big boots, please, and the small shirt <laughs> T-shirt? What was he wearing today, David Platt? Denim shirt? Cat boots? No, I had, um, like, a, a lumberjack shirt, like a check shirt. There we go. It's standard day. Classic. And some shit denim jeans Yeah, from... I don't know, from Gap or something. Yeah. That are 15-year-old that don't fit. I swear the size fucking 40-inch waist. I'm 26. But that doesn't exist, Jack. What do you mean? 26-inch waist on a male. Yeah. So are you saying they're too big or too small? On a male. That doesn't exist. You're not going to walk into a shop and go, hey... What size are you after? 26. You saw you saw them fucking pictures. I went and did that photo shoot with Tina, didn't I? You see it? And they've tried to put me in a suit. And they went, what are your measurements? I went, yeah, good luck. And they went, oh, no, no, we'll, we'll get you. I went, you won't. You won't find a suit that will fit. And they went, oh, we'll try. They do some small ones at Zara, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bollocks. They don't. They do suits for normal-sized people. I'm like a child. What you need to do is rent the suit you'd have for your prom. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you have to get made to measure. Yeah. I can't help myself. I have to get made to measure. It's just what I have to live through. Not that I have. I've just got ill-fitted suits. (laughs) I'm like a fucking, either a substitute teacher or an alcoholic. You you have the same (laughs) coupon suit, don't you? That's what you always... That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Do you know what? tailor-made would fit me nicely but i'm not going to do that i'm going to wear something that makes me look like a crisp packet (laughs) (laughs) supply teacher so the suit you could actually google the pictures if you look google jack p shepherd in a pink suit right with tina (laughs) o'brien some pictures might come out if you zoom into the pictures you will see bulldog clips on all the fucking suit. But I saw the picture and I yeah. went into that and I went, what's all this? And you went, yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry, they'll take them out. And they didn't. Yeah, and they haven't. So they clipped the suit because it didn't fit. And then they've put the pictures out without deleting, like in, in um, edit, yeah. Photoshop, Photoshop, without photoshopping the clips out. So I've just, I'm just wearing a suit with fucking bulldog clips all over <laughs> it. I look like a nutcase. Can you see it? No, I can't find oh, it. Oh, that's funny as. I, I said, oh, no, he it. said, no, no, don't worry. That's it. It's like that Talking Heads video and they had the massive suit. Don't worry, they'll, they'll take them out. They came out in the mag and they went, oof, there's the clips. <laughs> if you could only buy clothes from one shop for the rest of your life. Wow, oh, that's a good question. What shop? I suppose Carhartt. But that's your flavour of the month. 
It fits. Carhartt does have some nice stuff in it. It's expensive in it. It's got some nice stuff though. It never used to be. You know, it used to be like workwear. Work work. Yeah. yeah. Snickers pants. Do you remember Snickers, Snickers pants? pants? Snickers pants. Massive. Snickers pants. Massive. Well, those trainers your dad would wear. Now they're a fortune. New Balance. Dad's trainers. Fortune. Yeah. The high techs. Yeah. Fortune. 150 quid for those New Balance type ones that make really? you look like, yeah, make you look yeah. like. Anybody wore them in playground at school? Got bullied. Got bullied. bullied. Yeah. If you haven't got Nike or Adidas on, <laughs> no, the fucking New Balance, if you wore them at school, back in my day, forget it. Year five non-uniform <laughs> day. It. Year five non-uniform day at Park Junior School. I wore my Gap hoodie and you can imagine the abuse I got. Gap, now... Kanye West, they're all doing collabs with Gap. Mm. But Colson in year five, no. Isn't it weird how trends happen? Would you be Uniqlo, Ben? Yeah, I might do that, actually. What's that? Just a shop in London. They have them in Manchester. They used to Uniqlo. Yeah. Uniqlo. They're nice stuff, like Japanese-type brand. Not expensive. Yeah, I think so, maybe. We ain't got them up north yet. No, I think you had it and they closed it. I got it closed. We're <laughs> wearing the same stuff. I got it closed. Where'd you get that? Oh, just just along the road. Okay, we'll sort that out. I really want a stylist. I want someone to buy me clothes that they say you'd look good in. You need to wear more colour. You go full. Yeah. You, you always go. I black. do black or white. That's all I do. I don't do white because I don't trust myself. The spillage, the canteen yeah. medal. Yeah. But you've not got a belly anymore. But still, I could spill beans down me, couldn't I? No, you won't. You used to do beans. that because it'll bounce off you. Like, usually, if I'm eating and I miss my mouth, it's only going on the floor. <laughs> not going on me. It won't reach me. Do you know what? Scientifically, you might have just made a point there, Jack. That's what it is. It used to hit your belly before it hit the floor. <laughs> you might be right because <laughs> now my food hits the floor, yeah. If yeah. I miss my mouth, yeah. it hits my floor, not my clothes. It bounces back and you get a second go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a disaster with white shirts at school. I used to reach from it and dip my collar in gravy. I used mm. to... I, you know, but I've told you about my Corey audition, Anna. Well, you eat, you have, you have, but I can't remember. It. My Corey audition, mum picks me up from school to take me to Manchester. I get in the car and she's like, you can't go like that. And I'm like, what? And I'd spilt baked beans down my shirt at lunch. And she was like, yeah. and we were going to be late. So I just had to get there. I walk into my Corey audition. I've, take, I've taken my clip on tie off. So I've just got a white shirt untucked. My shit flickers on and like black slack pants <laughs> with baked beans spilled all down this white shirt. All the other kids in there are in their bloody designer get up having their hair yeah. combed for them. In the, in the gap jumper. <laughs> in the gap jumper. I walk in, in the car baked on. beans spilled down my shirt. You got the job? Got the job. Got the job. Well, your first scene was eating sausage. Want it a loaf of bread? No, no. My first scene, I was drinking Coke and you were in it. When I came uh, back, you're oh, on about my second Sarah, stuff. Simon. Yeah, but uh, ben, ben was in my second stuff. When the Tinkers came back as full time, I was sat at the bar of the bistro for, I think, Amy Barlow's birthday and I was eating chicken wings, Ben. Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, you were very good. <laughs> I knew then. <laughs> that we'd be best friends <laughs> that we'd be best friends doing a podcast together <laughs> <laughs> when you think of it like that at 11 weird isn't it when you think of it like that it was 11 
I said, Ben, I remember when I was like 15, 16, I was with my dad at work and I was looking at the call sheets and like before, like I used to really talk to Jack, he came up to me and went, hey up, you shaving yet? (laughs) And I was like, no, no, not yet. And Jack just looked me in the eye and went, Simon Barlow is and walked off. And that was like (laughs) the first memory of Jack at work that I've ever got. Simon Barlow is. <laughs> and look at you now, Colts. Look at you now. I know. I did actually. One of the things on Loose Women, they did ask me about living with both of you. Oh, did they? We got a mention. Oh, and someone shouted out in the audience. Spoke. Denise asked about the podcast, and someone shouted out Sofa Cinema Club. So if oh, you're brilliant. that person, massive pat on Thank the back. You. Was it your mum? <laughs> I've had sex outside. I've got to say, I can't hold it in anymore. And in the sea. <laughs> um, and they asked me what it was like living with both of you. And I said, Jack was like my my freshers and my whole life at uni. Like that was kind of the first year at uni. And then Ben was the Ooh. person who taught me how to be a nice person. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Oh, did they all do that? And the audience go, oh. oh which one's How long Ben? You want <laughs> like 20 minutes, 20 minutes. That's good. Have you been up to much in the south of England? Brilliant. Today, already to go off to the shop. I've been walking star. We've been together. We're like, it's great when I'm not at work. I've just got me and her all day. Get in the car. I'm off to uh, Sainsbury's. I'm going to make some homemade pesto. How do you make homemade pesto? It's pointless, Coles. It's fucking pointless. So we're talking basil, pine nuts, oil. It's exactly the same. It's not. That's a load of shit. It is. I've had both. (laughs) Jar's exactly the same. It's a load of shit. You wait. You wait till you taste my pesto. Basil, pine nut, oil. Yeah. It's something like that. I read it off the app. Salt and pepper. (laughs) Do you remember in booths? Do you remember that jar of pesto, Jack, in Booths that was £8.50? Yeah. £8.50. Eight eight, yeah. eight 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 pound pound nice. Fucking Booths, you can nice. believe it. You wait, mine's 16. Um, <laughs> I went to drive on. Price is pesto. Price, hey, hey. It's catchy. Hello. It's catchy. Hello. Bit of alliteration. What have you got there? Price is pesto. Um, get in the car for the takeoff. It sounded like the wheel was coming off. Metal on metal grind. Like bad. Then a bang. My car. Grind bad, bad, bad. Sparks? No, but the whole steering wouldn't turn. And then I'm like, ooh, shit. The pesto's out the window. It might be a ring up pizza. Pulled it back in, gave it the ring, went breakdown cover. You know, I haven't broken down for years. You get an app now and it tells you how, how far... This lad rings me up. Oh, like the old Domino's, like yeah. in the oven on its way. Delivery on its way, just being cooked. Hey, he rings me up. Hey, mate. I said, how are you doing? He said, yeah, yeah, it's David here. I said, all right. He said, yeah, I'm on my way. Look at the app. 20 minutes. Ace. Well, that's very good, Dave. That's very good. He turns up. He goes, what's going on? I said, there was a really bad noise. Really, really bad from the wheel. I'm like, I think it's going to fall off. 
I'm obviously mm. not a mechanic. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, just drive a bit forward, just drive a bit back for me, and I'll just listen to what the noise is. So this is the moment we've mm. all had it. A bit like when you go to the dentist, you think it's not going to make the noise. No. Yes. Yeah. I will have rung him up. For fuck all. Look like a knob. Look like yeah. a knob. It's fixed itself. Anyway, I go for a reverse, go, and he goes, hmm, yeah, that sounds quite bad, doesn't it? Hold on. He went to his van. He got a screwdriver. He pushed the wheel and a little acorn fell out. Huh? <laughs> and what? the acorn got caught between the brake disc and the wheel. Ah. And he went, drive forward for me. No, no nice. Drive back. And he went, that, my friend, is fixed. <laughs> and I went, yeah, you're a legend, David. You are a legend. How did you? He said, just what he said. It's a million in one chance that's got into your brakes. And it's a million in one chance I did the screwdriver trick and it worked. Yeah. He said, you get told about it. And he, I said, what a day we've had. Two in a million pound chance there. Oh, God. He'll go home and tell his kids. Oh, well, he will. Because he went, I recognise you from somewhere. Oh, oh, did he? Yeah. Which one was it? Which one? Corey. Yeah. But I didn't mind that. I said, Dave, you've got a couple of questions here because we've got time to kill. And you saved my day. You've saved you're, my day. You're buzzing. He's found the acorn. Dave can ask whatever he wants. He popped out an acorn. In the, I mean, it sounded, he said it would have sounded like your wheels falling off. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it did. And he said, yeah, there you go. There's the acorn. Brilliant. Mint. So that was my day. I still managed to get the kids. Gave them a pizza. We're all gold. <laughs> and you sent us a picture of the pizza. And you can tell he's in the south of England, Jack, because it won't it want Papa John's or some own brand. What was what it, was Ben? It? Pizza Express, wasn't it? Pizza Express. Pizza Express. That's the, that's the local What's delivery firm, Pizza the Express. The Romana. What's it? No, the local Yeah, I think one, it is that. Yeah, I think it's the Romana. I've got the Romana, the thin one. That's what I like. <laughs> I had one the other day. I was coming back from cricket and I was ordering pizzas at the club for everybody. Losers pizzas. And this was when we'd <laughs> Losers won. pizzas. Uh, anything you want, lads. Anything, pineapple, whatever you want. When they lost, fuck all. And I thought the place in Cass was called... Um, it, I thought it was called a Bella Pizza, yeah? I ordered loads of pizzas from Bella Pizza. And anyway, it turns out the one in Cass is called Bella's Pizzeria. And Bella's Pizza is like 15 miles away. So they were cold. So I've got there and they're like, it's not here, pal. And I had a look and it was in Nottingley, which is like... 15 minutes in the wrong direction. I was like, nice one. So didn't they even tell you? That's a long way. Gutted. Did you do it on the Deliveroo? On the old Just Eat. I had to go and collect, Ben. I had to collect. Oh, you had to collect. Shocker. Shocker. Takeaway shockers. Sometimes there's a big hill by mine, really, really big. Takes them out. It's like it's like the Tour de France. You can, they're sweating <laughs> when they get to your door. You're thinking to yourself, I hope you're not getting on the bike to do that. They're never on a bike. They're never on a bike. Round here they are. Oh, yeah. They're, in town, they're always on a bike. I tell you what, because I'm, I'm, I'm forever fucking nearly mowing the bastards over because they're always fucking bobbing through red lights. After the delivering my Papa John's. <laughs> they don't give two shits. You have to stop now on green lights in town. You have to because there's just fucking bikes and scooters flying everywhere. Honestly. Because you, you you got to get it hot. Yeah, I know, but you know, you I've seen loads. Come. I've seen loads fly over. Okay, <laughs> not to... delivery. I've seen loads of them flat on floor, fucking gone, and then like driving past. I'm like, yeah, mate, it's gonna happen. 
And speaking about methods of transport and travelling all over the country on methods of transport, it ties in quite nicely with this week's film. It does. Jack, it's been chosen by you, Midnight Run. Are you ready to give us a synopsis? I am, yes. Midnight Run, 1988. Comedy starring Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. De Niro plays a bounty hunter set with a task to go and find and bring in Charles Grodin's character who's wanted for embezzlement, money, money laundering, something like that, isn't it? Running off with millions of dollars of a mobster's money, I think. Is that right? Yeah, it's not a massively complicated plot. And um, De Niro's got to grab him in New York and get him over. He's got to grab him in New York, I think, because that's where he thinks You he do is. struggle with the old synopsis, don't you? He's got to grab him in New York and he's got to get him over to LA in four days. Bounty Hunter has to get a bounty. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the shittiest one you've done for the most simple film. No, that's brilliant. What do you mean? That's it's the brilliant. shittiest one you've done. It's basically planes, trains and automobiles. Yes. But he's, it's, he's, they've got it's to be exactly together. Yeah. And do you know what was funny? When I watched it on Amazon and when I finished watching it, it was like, up next for you, suggested planes, trains and automobiles. Ah, oh, really? You didn't watch it for free, did you? No, paid. Oh, Were you I gutted then? Did you think I'd watched it for free? I paid £3.49. I thought I if did. I got it for free, I'd be gutted. You used to go Apple when you have to pay, don't Always. you? Always. What was Amazon like? Fine, yes, because if you watch it through the telly, it's a lot better than if you watch it through the PlayStation. Ah, Top trick for you. So yeah, as Jack said in his synopsis, Bounty Hunter. Did you ever watch Dog the Bounty Hunter? You must have seen Dog the Bounty Hunter. Is that the lad with the weird hair? Yes. Yes. Was that a TV show? Yeah. 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 Dog the Bounty Hunter. Have you ever heard someone describe... I'd never heard this. Because mullets are back. There's a few of them. Yeah. yeah well, a lot of my mates have them. Stranger Things kind of brought it back. Business at the front. Party in the, the back. back. I've yeah. never heard that. You never my heard that? Off. My head yeah. fell off. Do you know who that is? Do you know who started that? Who? Billy Ray. Oh, really? Yeah. What is he saying? Yeah. Oh, Billy Ray. Business at the front, party at the back. Didn't Billy Ray Cyrus sing a song about a mullet as well? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not massive on his music, if I'm honest. <laughs> but mullets were shit when they came out. They're a popular thing now. Well, that's what my son said. And I said, I've never seen a good mullet. I, mm. I yet to see the mullet that I think I want. And go, Oof, fancy a mullet, please. Anyway, back to the film. <laughs> I saw it with my son, who didn't know anything about it. Do you know what? Well into it. Yeah. Well into it. Easy watch. Great watch. I tell you what, that bit at the beginning, when he's trying the door, and then he bends down, doesn't he, and he fucking blows a hole in the door. <laughs> and the bit that got me, that pissed my sides laughing, is when it looks like it's an extra driving a car, the guy's running away, he just opens up the car door and just takes him out. Just cleans him out. I mean, all of the stunts are right up there, aren't they? They're just yeah. hitting each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. full smack. Best film, Jack, you've picked in ages. This is. Do you think? Yeah. Interesting transition for De Niro here. This was him trying to transition slightly into a more lighter role from where he'd been. What's he done before this on on the De Niro timeline? He's only known for serious films, really. But what, name some of them, please. Well, I mean, you've seen him: Taxi, Taxi Driver, Driver, Raging Bull. 
Mean Streets. Uh, the Godfather. He'd done all that. Okay. Deer Hunter. So he's a massive, massive name. Yeah. He's not a rom-com. He's no. an Oscar winner. He tried before this film. Um, do you remember? We've covered it on the podcast. Big. Yep. With Tom Hanks. Yeah. He tried to get that. I think I even talked about it on the podcast that he, he tried to audition and Tom Hanks ended up winning the role. He wanted to go into something completely different as to what he wasn't used to because he said, I, I want to try do comedy, family or rom-coms, whatever. And uh, they didn't want him for that. They binned him. So um, he really liked this script. But written and directed by the same guy, isn't it? Is it Martin Brest? M- Martin know, Best? Look. Something like look. that. He wrote and directed and produced the film. And he really liked the script. And Charles Grodin auditioned, I think, Paramount, let me get this right, or Fox. One of them, big studios, had the rights to the film initially, and they wanted De Niro and someone like Chevy Chase. Yeah. So someone like Dustin Hoffman, um, Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams had just done uh, Good Morning Vietnam, so his popularity was quite high. Cher had just won for Moonstruck, Moonstruck and she'd done Witches of Eastwick so she was quite a big name they thought about having the accountant as a woman so having De Niro try and take her across town and then maybe there's a bit of a romance that happens along the way but the director went and, and Annie was also the writer so he sort of called the shots as well he went I don't like that I really like the chemistry between Charles Grodin and De Niro and then we're, we're not sure whether he's a big enough name. And he wasn't. He wasn't a big enough name, really. The, I mean, I think this film is really good, but, I mean, everybody would know about it if it was De Niro and, like, Eddie Murphy or De Niro and Robin Williams. Yeah, although, like I think that. Charles Grodin's excellent. He is. I, I, I I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not. But in fairness to the director, he stuck to his guns and he wanted them. But they pulled out, so that's why... Um, who is it who made Universal? Universal made it in the end, I think. And they were happy with Grodin, so uh, it got made. But everybody was seen for uh, De Niro's part. Dustin Hoffman, um, Dennis Hopper, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford. Everybody, every big actor was sort of seen or suggested for it. Travolta. How much did they smoke in the film? Oh, it's every scene, isn't it, Ben? Took me back. Every scene. Every scene. Everywhere. The train station. Ben, Ben, the plane. The plane was the big one. The airport. My son asked me, he said, he's smoking on a plane airport. And I went, yeah. I said, it'd be strange. I said, just imagine you'd go anywhere and you'd be in the smoking section of an airplane. I remember being in the car with my mum when it was announced on the radio that smoking was banned from the pubs and remainder of public places. But that was in like... My memory time. Yeah. So it is still quite a recent thing, in it? Which is mad to think. I remember smoking in pubs. I used to go to the pub with my brother and he would smoke. Trains and buses and whatever had ashtrays. Yeah. Airplanes had ashtrays. In the arm, they still do, don't they? Some of them, yeah. some of the old ones still do. Because they're still accustomed for it. Which is just yeah. mad, isn't it, to think yeah. that that was that a was thing. That was really funny about watching it. It's the only thing that dated it a bit. Because actually, I thought... This was, I thought it could be one of those films. And the no phones, everybody having to run to a pay phone. Yeah, works very well. Very good. 
isn't it? It's much easier to write a movie if not everyone's got the yeah. bloody mobile yeah. phone. Yeah. Not getting tracked from a mobile yeah. phone. Um, I thought it was going to be a bit shit on the rewatch, and actually it was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. Script's tight. Yeah, he's good. Charles Groding's good. Good story. And do you know what? I really, really, really buy into De Niro as an ex-cop. Yes, as I do. really do. Yeah, yeah. For his... Um, his prep for the film, he went to all like police stations in Chicago and followed around the police officers there, the detectives, and they took him on like drug busts so that he could witness and watch and see what went down and what he'd have to do for like preparing. Oh, wow. Charles Grodin's character, for his prep, he phoned up his um, business manager and he had a 10 minute conversation about trading money and blah 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 and how to sort of like embezzle money and how you would do it a 10 minute phone call with him and that was his prep (laughs) and De Niro spent De Niro spent fucking eight weeks following the Chicago Police Department around reading books everything I thought De Niro was ace and that line where someone says why are you smiling and he says because I feel like a cop again and it kind of, there are so many things in his performance and in the film that kind of tie you back. And he, he just becomes a very likable character, doesn't he? Well, he's got a good backstory. They've done it very well. It's very good yeah. when he meets his ex-wife and you see yeah. that, you know, you understand that he was a good cop and everyone else is bad. They did, they fleshed out that kind of rom-com, not rom-com, but that kind of comedy type situation really, really well. Yeah. And because De Niro goes for it, you yeah. believe it. It yeah. doesn't, you know, so I thought, yeah, really good. It got me, did the scene with his ex-wife and his kid. I just thought when he opens the door, I thought both of them two were exceptional. I thought both, yeah. that him and his wife. One scene as well. One scene. One scene yeah, to one buy scene. into it. Do you know what I mean? I thought she was ace. I, I honestly, Jack, I, I, I was really glad you picked this. I thought it, I thought it was a great watch. It kind of did make me think of playing trains and automobiles. Do you know when I was watching it, I kept thinking, right, what films have come out after this that is trying to do this again? And I immediately thought of Get Shorty. Yeah. Have you seen that? Never film? seen it. And it's even got the same actors in it. Dennis Farina, you know, who plays the mob yes. boss. Yeah. Who's fucking brilliant. Well, it was a kind of, it was a very, it's like all of Hollywood and most of movies, isn't it? You get a hit. A sleeper hit. Yeah, sleeper hit. The thing people think it's not going to be very much. It goes big, and then everyone tries to replicate it. Just make it again with a different name yeah. or in a different city. And snatch. It seemed very much like snatch. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody's after the same thing. Yeah. And they're all going to meet up at some point. Yeah. And it's going yeah. to be like a Mexican standoff. I mean, it's an easy. It's it's a it's a good film to write. It's an easy film to write, but it's more technical than you think. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's kind of, if it's the first time it's been done, it's on such a big scale, you know. The fact they're travelling across the whole country, you know, it's got so many different characters in it's got so many different parties in it. It does just complement itself so well, you know. It's got the guy at the bounty hunt, the bail office, who's yeah. kind of tip, he's tipping two different people off. Yeah. You know, their phone lines are hacked and then he's tipping off the mob bosses. Yeah, fucking guy who keeps going out on. I'm just going to get some donuts. I think what you <laughs> notice as well is you you get characters. Mm. So they're not any very long, but yeah. all of them are but characters. Yeah. That's yeah, what you're saying. Definitely. Like the second bounty hunter. Brilliant. What a part that is. Yeah. What a part. 
In fact, I'll ask you the question. If you're an actor, in fact, we are actors, <laughs> you can pick a part to play in that film. What part are you picking to play? Jack, you're De Niro, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm okay. a detective. What, you're I Alonso? Fucking, I fucking love that detective. When he take with his shades. I love that he's he never has a gag once. And I've seen him in an interview, actually, about this film. And he said, it's interesting. When I was doing this film, I thought the funny bits, right, were going to be funny. and then all that, But there's also a lot of serious bits that I was bringing to the table. But looking at them back, the serious bits are funnier than the funny bits. Do you know what I mean? But at the time, he thought, this is my dramatic moment with De Niro. Yes. I'm going to act. I'm going to act. I'm doing my best dramatic fucking acting here. But the more he's doing his best dramatic acting, the funnier it is. Which at the time, he didn't see. But the director did. Oh, that's that's very good. Ben, who would you go for? Charles Grodin. Yeah, the accountant. The accountant. Yeah. I just thought it's a fantastic part because he's so good. He just plays that really, really well. He's not like when they're on the train. I like you when they go into that bar to get the counterfeit. Yeah, and he they swap roles. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when he goes, how tall is he? Six foot? The girl's six foot five. <gasps> Dark hair. Blonde. I think that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I really loved about him? Is the subtlety of of that performance so he starts yeah. as one thing and then as he goes through and then when you see him with the wife you see how he reacts and it's like oh this is painful for you you grow to like them both yeah they're two characters from two completely different walks of life one from money one not from money and you grow to like them both but both being misled yeah so he's misled as an accountant and he was misled as a cop so they both have that in mm. common I'd be the second bounty hunter, by the way. Yes, oh, we all knew that. Shout. That's a shout. That's, that's a you. great part. You've got the part. You've turned part. up with baked beans on your shirt. You've got a shotgun. Put a shotgun in his hand. Put a shotgun in his hand. He's got, is it, is, mm. It's gold. Speaking mm. of gold, let's have a gold bar in this break, shall we? Gold. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
back from the break. We spent our break trying to catch fruit flies of me and Ben, I think. I've got one in here. I've got yeah, one I've got in one here. in here. It's because I've turned lights on. Put some hot water down your tap thing in your kitchen. They lay eggs in the... Is that the, where they're coming the from? Do what? Yeah. They lay eggs in the drain of your tap, of your sink in your kitchen. So what do I do? Flush hot water down. Like boil, boil a kettle and chuck it down yeah. there. So that is that where they're coming from? Because apparently, yeah, they're relentless. Little that's the thing; they don't come buggers. from the fruit; they come for the fruit. Yeah, yeah, but that's apparently where they come up from. I saw, I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> I like amazing. It. I like yeah. it. What would that woman tell us? She said a bowl of vinegar and fairy liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah in a, like a bottle. Cap. Have you got bananas? They love a banana. They're, yeah, they're there. Mm, that, my friend, is their pizza delivery. That's their delivery. So, ratings, Jack. Your film, you start us off. Let's have it. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 8.9. I think it just misses out. That is a load of shit. I think... That is a load of shit. It's not. I think as a genre, and every actor in that film... I mean the genre bollocks. every, Every actor in that film gets it, and they all know what they're doing. The script's tight. The story is... All believable. The direction, everything. The music as well. You've nearly gone nine. You've nearly gone nine. The music at the top wasn't great. The music got better though, but at the start it was a bit cheese. And sometimes the music balance was a bit too high. Yeah, agree. But it is fucking eighties. Look up. Look at the decade it's in. Come on. Okay, so Jack's eight point nine. Pricey, what are you going? I think. Oh, hold on. We've had the ratings from the other thing. What have you just fucking gone for? 8.9. I shouldn't have put that in because now Ben's doing a live comparison to the other ratings this series. I'm doing an Oppenheimer gave 9.2. 12 ranking men, 9. 8.9. I think, in all honesty, where I was was probably a 7. Oh, okay. No, great. Really good. You gave Pitch Perfect an 8. Just so you know. Perfect. Just so you fucking know. I like Pitch Perfect. This was great. Jack. (laughs) You gave the founder a seven. You see how it fucking works now? I've given it you in the face. Because you did 8.9. I've I've done seven just to piss you off. Now you know what it's like. 8.9? I think it just misses out. I think as a genre. Absolute bollocks. So I'm bringing it back down. I'm giving it a seven, Colson. Don't worry, Jack. I really liked it. I liked it that much that I text my mate saying you should watch this film. It's great. So on that basis, I'm going to go a solid 8.5. Fuck yeah. I mean, you teed that up for fucking 10. (laughs) No, I didn't. Get off your aisle. You did. You went Oscars galore. Lucky I came in with seven to bring in 24.4. 24.4, just below 12 Angry Men and just above the founder. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fine. Fine. Yeah, I had to bring it down. I mean, your recent films, we've had Fire in the Sky, Switchblade Romance. It's for once you've, you've not disgraced yourself. Yeah, it could have gone to shit, but it didn't. You pulled out. Next week's film is to be chosen by you guys, our listeners, our audience. It's our audience choice. You suggested all your films. There's thousands in this supercomputer now. But the random generator brought us two semifinals, which were Warriors versus the History Boys. 
big films then? I've never seen The History Boys, but was that the Have play that made James Corden famous? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I would like History Boys. I think you would. It's Bennett, isn't it? Is it Alan Bennett? Yeah. Well, it smashed Warriors in the semi-final, and it made its way to the final, so I might, I might get to watch History Boys. The other semi-final was Children of Men versus Scream. I've seen Children of Men. That's a, like a war film, isn't it? Probably didn't do as well as it, everyone thought it would, actually, Children of Men. You didn't like it, did you, Jack? Because I told you when I'd seen it, and you were like, yeah, it's not great. I liked it. It's, it's sort of become a cult film. It's okay. It's like the human race is dying out, and I don't think... Um, it all gets a bit complicated. I don't think humans... Yeah, yeah. Is it human versus human? No, I think the human race is dying out and the they can't conceive anymore, humans. Yeah. So whoever's alive now, that's it. Yeah. And there is one person, as it turns out, is pregnant randomly. So we need to make sure this person survives because she's the future of the human race, if there is one. Well, anyway, we're not watching it because Scream made the final. <laughs> All right, okay. So our final is Scream versus The History Boys and the film that we're watching next week, winning by over 400 votes, so quite comfortably. <laughs> Landslide. Next week, we're watching, and we're watching it at my house, aren't we? Yeah. With the lights off. We're watching Scream. Ooh, hello, Sydney. Is that a horror? It's a horror. I don't think I've seen oh, it. Yeah, I think I might have seen like Scream Six though. Ninety six when that came out. The talk around the playground. You watch. I think I've seen like one of the newer ones, but I've not seen the original. Fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, Ben, we also have some fantastic people joining the world of employment with Sofa Cinema Club. Um, as you know. Our Patreon is our paid-for subscription platform where you get loads of bonus content of Sofa Cinema Club. And now you get even more than you used to. Jack, talk to me about why you should be on Patreon. The big one for me is if you want to watch all the episodes, the ones that we record in the studio... You're able to do so on Patreon now. It went down really well, didn't it? Like, honestly, people who have sat and watched the episode said they thought it was completely different to the podcast. It's if you enjoy watching those clips that we put up on TikTok yeah. and blah, blah, blah. That, that, in a sense, is what you listen to on the podcast. So if you want to see it continuously without any cuts, you're able to do so on Patreon. And there's loads of other stuff that you can get on Patreon. But Masoom. we won't... Masoom. <laughs> we won't Masoom. bore you. Yeah. do that. That's awful, Come Masoom. But if, if you fancy a bit of the action, simply sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club. And those people that sign up, they do get a job in our cinema slash production house slash... <laughs> Me and Jack were talking about this in the pub last night, Ben, about how it started off. And it started off as a cinema, didn't it? Yeah. And I can't remember the first rogue job that I gave. Because you two shit houses went off because you couldn't think of anything and you were <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you kept doing the same thing. You kept just going, John Stevens is on fucking tickets. And we got bored. Yeah. The amount of people that have got shit jobs because of you. <laughs> I admit it ran out of steam. 
after a while, I didn't think that many people were going to join. I thought it was going to be four in the cinema. We're, we're tidy there. Now it's a town. Well, now it is, it is, a, it is a town, Ben. It's, it's a lot. It's our HQ. It's our office. It's, it's known as Soap Cinema Club Land. And I am delighted. It's part of the latest developments. Near the Colson Aseum, there is also now a spa been built. And the spa is amazing. Me and Jack were in there the other night. You couldn't make it, Ben. I think you were playing tennis with um, Judy Murray and Wilson, the head of balls. Um, You like playing with the head of balls. (laughs) Um, But tonight, it's the grand opening, and the three of us are heading to the spa. And I spoke earlier with our head of saunas, who is Mr. James Saunders, and I spoke to him, and James is delighted with the progress on the spa, and he says that we're going to love jumping in the saunas. So I can't wait to see James Saunders down at the sauna. Well done. I've got one. Um, we've had a few strikes down at the um, town. Have we? Yeah, we have, because of the industry. Just because of the industry. Yeah, mainly the screen Screenwriters Guild, they've been sort of um, striking. So the person who's sort of like, you know, the uh, spokesperson for yeah. the e- Equity writers. rep? It's, yeah, I suppose it's like, it's for the writers mainly. The person who's the spokesperson for them, it's Debbie Coates. Because <laughs> she's a spokesperson. For writers, Debbie Coates. Um, okay, I've got one. Funny enough, I've got one because... This person... Head of construction. Head of scaffolding. (laughs) Head of land. (laughs) Head of shitty. And this this Jane Pencil, head of pencils. (laughs) No, this is... No, actually, don't get shitty with me. I thought of the Coliseum. I think you're fine. The Coliseum. Thank you. Um, This person happens to be a friend of mine. Um, I'm going to give him a very big job, which is CFO, Chief Financial Officer. He'd be very good at it. Uh, Matt Robson. Is this, is this a genuine one of your mates? No, he's is it? my mate. He's my <laughs> mate. And he texted me and he went, I haven't got a job. I haven't had a job. I'm on Patreon. I haven't had a job. Chief Financial Officer sounds a lot like head of accounts. It does, which you've already got six of. So let's think Let's think of another one. Hold on. We're leaving it to you then. Okay, so... Um, I mean, there's a perfect one here. There's a perfect one with what Jack did last week with Ken's son. <laughs> no, I did that. Was it? You can I do the same that. again. So I'll tell you what we've had, Ken's son. I'll tell you what we've had. Now, we've got a police department, haven't we? And there's quite a bit of crime kicking off because there's a lot more money swilling around. Is it lot of security or is it police? It's a lot of security, but sometimes we have to call in the police. Now, some of the people they've arrested, I'm not so sure about, but the first person they arrested. <laughs> what was it? The de- was the deli was the scene of the crime on it, I believe. Deli, and I tell you what, he nicked some money off my son. So head of crime <laughs> is Matt Robson. <laughs> head of crime? Head of crime. Is he a goodie or a baddie if he's head of crime? No, he's a baddie. He's head of crime. So he's like, so he, oh, right. hang on. He's just a villain. We're building he's the part villain. of head of crime. Is he like, is he like the Tony Montana? Is he like the baddie of Sofa Cinema Club Land? He's the baddie. You need a baddie. You've got lots of goodies, but you need the head of crime. Hey, I'm the head of crime, Matt Robson. <laughs> yeah, head of crime. Matt Robson. 
Hey! Hey, how you doing? Well, I can't wait to see who we're welcoming on to the Sofa Cinema Club land employment next week. It's um, it's always a treat for us at the end of the episode, that, and it just to get those out. Yeah. Next week, the three of us are sitting down to watch Scream. Do sit along with us, watch it, scare yourselves, get ready for the podcast. In the meantime, we're stripping off now, ready to jump in the sauna with head of saunas, James Saunders. Um, so yeah, have a nice week. We'll see you on Monday, we'll live from the sauna. Debbie Coase as well. <laughs> strike, strike. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast.